Are you ready to become a VIP? Do you have a cell phone that you can text on? Then consider this an exclusive invitation. As a VIP, you will receive special secret offers via text. These items are usually free and they are always must-have craft supplies from beloved brands. Send us a text and become a VIP at scrapbook.com. Welcome to the Life Handmade Podcast with scrapbook.com. This is the show for paper crafters, and I'm your host, Jessica Harrington. Today on the podcast, we are chatting remotely with the talented and bubbly Tashiana Gordon of Precisely Tashi. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. I wanted to give a little bit of an introduction to our fans. Uh, you were born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, and you continue to reside there. As we just heard, we heard the Brooklyn sounds in the background, and you live there with your husband, who um, your fans on social community on your social media know him as Mister Tashi. We're going to get into that in a second, okay? And your two cats, and you are an operating room nurse while you also go to school to pursue dream job of becoming a CRNA. Very busy, very, very busy. And we know now that you taught yourself how to scrapbook 12 by 12 layouts by watching YouTube videos, but now your style has kind of morphed and you fell in love with traveler's notebooks and you've developed your own style and you do have a devoted following. Would you say that that sums up like a little package about you? Yeah, that's actually pretty accurate. That sums up the last four years of this scrapbooking journey very well. Nice. Okay. So now speaking about four years, you, you are relatively new to scrapbooking, but you are not new to crafting or creative hobbies. So tell me about that and how you would self-describe yourself as an angsty child and how that turned you into a scrapbooker. So I uh, always had notebooks. I was always one of those kids who would collect composition notebooks and I would do the thing where you would separate the foil on a gum wrapper and cover your notebook in foil. And that's how I customized my notebooks. And I always had notebooks and I would fill notebooks up with. And when I first started keeping notebooks, I would just copy song lyrics. And I, you know, I went through the gamut of Good Charlotte and Evanescence and Linkin Park and all the emo bands. And that's what I listened to in middle school and high school. And I would just fill the books up with song lyrics. And eventually I stopped writing song lyrics and I started writing my own poetry. And I actually found one those notebooks a few weeks ago and it was terrible Um, but I started writing my own angsty poetry and it started from writing angsty poetry to just keeping a journal and telling stories and so I just started documenting my and yes it's full of melodrama because teenagers (laughs) do think they're the center of the universe and they think that the things that are happening to them has never happened to anyone before them ever Um, But that's what made me fall in love with story. And so when I discovered scrapbooking and I realized that people were still. So I always thought scrapbooking was just like, you know, sticking photos into like a like an album and not really doing anything with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I discovered that scrapbooking was actually putting stories and photos together. And that's really what did it for me. The the idea that I can take all the words that I've always had a love affair with and put them together with photos and leave behind these stories that accurately document what my life looks like right now. Like, how could I not be all in? Awesome. And so then how did you morph from traditional 12 by 12 to what you do most of today? 
So I, I think I was super fortunate in that when I discovered scrapbooking, the Instagram community and the YouTube community were super vibrant and already up and running. Like I think about my friends who talk about, I think it's like creative memories or creative yes. keepsakes. And I think about Magazine. them when they were, you know, they were going to scrapbooking parties and that's how I learned. Whereas when I was learning, there were YouTube tutorials and there were already people who were on Instagram sharing what they were making. And so I learned by scrap lifting. I scrap lifted everything like I literally was like that looks cool I'm gonna make that that looks cool I'm gonna make that um and by trying everything on at least once you start to figure out what fits and that's how that's how it's evolved so I knew I always had a thing for mixed media and messy pages and so I kept doing things like that and then I discovered Allie Edwards and I discovered Mm. the idea of adding I like to call them essays on a page but I added all the words to my pages and that's that's literally how I got there by trying on little things little by little keeping what fits letting go of what didn't and eventually I got to what I think my personal style is right now okay all right. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I like how you say that with putting all the words on the paper, the Ali Edwards style. So you described your very first layout as cringeworthy. So walk us down that. Like, let's let's describe that as a visual. So how did this start? And why so, was it cringeworthy? <laughs> well, I talked about like mixed media. So I knew I wanted to like make one of those uh, oh my god so I used to I still watch Adele at Inky Quill and Adele does these really fun things with like uh, spray paints like the distress sprays and the mm-hmm. dilution sprays and so I found a few sprays at Michael's and I tried to spray some like spray on the paper and instead of getting like contained spray I ended up covering the whole paper in like okay. spray paint um, so now I have this background that is now covered in like hot pink and coral. I'll never forget. It was hot pink and coral. And then I had this photo and I didn't have any like cardstock or anything to mat the photo in. So I just went around in my bedroom and grabbed any scraps of paper. So I had some tissue paper. I had some like book paper that I ripped out of a notebook. Um, and then as far as, the, so the thing is when I first started scrapbooking, I didn't know that shopping online was a thing. So I got all of my supplies at Michael's and Michael's doesn't sell um, like American Crafts lines, like Joanne's does. So right. it, it was literally like grabbing paper flowers, grabbing thickers when you can find it. So I had like the weirdest hodgepodge of supplies and I put it all down on the page. There was like no design at all. It was literally like, how many things can I fit down on this page? And it was a selfie of my sister and I. So that was the photo that I was scrapbooking. I called it Best Friends for Life, added some journaling to it. And I was so proud because I had made my first 12 by 12 layout and the world didn't end. I I go back and I look at it now and I'm just like, Tashi, what was like, where are design rules? Where is the visual triangle? Where is it? It's literally just like madness stuck down on the page, but it was the first thing I'd ever made. And I go back to that layout all the time whenever I'm like starving for inspiration. Cause I'm like, you did that and you can keep doing this. And that's why I keep it. It has a special place in my heart. Oh, absolutely. You should definitely keep it. And actually, when you describe all of the things you tried, that's actually very brave. Lots of people wouldn't, on their first layout, incorporate tissue and misting and thickers and book paper. And you actually were very brave. So you sounds like you your style is very experimental. You're not very afraid to try things. Some people say that they're afraid. Have you heard that? Yeah, I I hear people say things like that all the time that they're like, oh, Tashi, you're not afraid. So the thing about being afraid to take risks is it's paper. The way I treat it is it's paper. Um, So if I if I take a risk and I do something and I don't love it, I can take that photo off and put it on a layout that I do love. 
or I can keep it for a lesson. So I tried it and it wasn't something that worked for me, but I can also try something else the next time. Um, I don't like, I know how, I know some people get attached to that, like one dream piece of ephemera. And they're like, I must save this for the best story and the best layout ever. And I'm like, no, it's paper. Put it on a page. Exactly. Pop it on, put it on a page. Love it while it's on your layout and then keep it going. So yeah, I a hundred percent believe in taking risks. And I'm always encouraging people to try something fun because you never know if you love it unless you actually give it a try. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Speaking about scrapbooking supplies, before we started, I made a comment because I loved the way your background looked. I said, oh, I love that you're in your scrapbooking room. And you told me it is, well, technically it is your scrapbooking room, but tell me where you're sitting right now. So I'm actually sitting in my living room. Um, My husband and I live in Brooklyn, which means we live in a tiny one bedroom apartment. It is very New York City, the the apartment we have. Um, And so my husband is, I like to say that Josh is my biggest fan and he's my biggest supporter. And so when we moved here, um, I took over a corner of the living room to house my like office space. And as time has gone by, it has gotten steadily bigger. And we are, I have encroached on more of the space. And then I got another Calyx and I got some Alex drawers (laughs) and I got another desk and then I got another Calyx. And now um, I've taken over more than half of the living room. So I have my scrapbooking space and my husband has this little man cave next to me with like a gaming TV and a little (laughs) love seat. And that is how we make the space work. I mean, it's just the two of us. Yeah. Right. And it's just the two of us. So and the cats, but the cats sleep wherever they want. So um, and we make it work and it makes us both happy. And I love that I have the support system I have where he's like, take whatever you need do what you Aww. need to to make this. Yeah, he he's Mr. Tashi is a winner. He's Mr. He's a winner. Tashi. Now, yeah. he's even more of a winner because he helps you a little bit. How does he help you? So Joshua does all of my fussy cutting. I hate what? fussy cutting. Yeah, I do not. I do not fussy cut. Uh, it's it's a funny. It's it's one of those things that we laugh at all the time because I'll give him a whole sheet of paper and I'll be like, "Hey, I need a dozen butterflies," and um and I'll get a dozen butterflies <gasps> like fifteen minutes later. Yes, it does is. He it is wonderful. Pick out which butterflies to fussy cut for you. Yes. So I actually had a layout go up on the American Crafts Design Team uh, blog where I made a layout with the Vicky Booten Storyteller Collection and all the butterflies that came on that layout that are from a sheet of uh, cardstock. He cut them all out. I told him what size Mr. I was looking for. Tashi. He wins. Oh, my goodness. And so you're super busy. You're an operating room nurse. You also just like briefly mentioned earlier, I don't even know if you remember saying this, that he shopped for December daily items for you. Yes, he did. So uh, the December daily <laughs> ordering period was when I was at work. And since I'm in the OR, like I can't be on my phone. Um, so I left him the night before a full shopping list. And and it was actually really funny because two minutes before the order period opened, he texted me. He was like, I can't get onto your computer. Like I'd given him all the information except, except- the username. I know. It's just the wildest thing. Um, but yeah, I got home and he had checked out and everything was fine. And he's so lucky to have him because I know how fast things sell out when oh, December yes. daily season starts. We and love I was terrified. Ali Edwards. Yes. Oh, I'm a huge fan. And I was terrified that I wouldn't get what I wanted. And he he's the real MVP. He like snuck in. He texted me like two minutes later with like a screenshot of my shopping cart and he had done everything just right. I got everything I needed. I'm keeping him. I, oh, I lucked out. You have, it's like a partner system. Yes. Like it's not just Tashi, it's 
the top Mr. and Mr. Tashi and Tashi? <laughs> yes. He, yeah. So that, that's why we call him Mr. Tashi now. Oh, and it's, my goodness. It's one of those things that I just started doing, but now it sticks. And all my friends call him Mr. Tashi now. So he's stuck with it. Oh, my goodness. I love it. So the December Daily Album of 2020 is happening. Oh, yes. It is 100. I have been talking about December Daily since like July. It is Good. 100% happening. Excellent. Excellent. He can play a large and small part in all that. Yeah, we joked that... Um, he might, if we do another podcast, we, he will have to join us. Maybe I'll, ha- I'll have some questions for him. Well, he's actually done a voiceover for one of my YouTube videos. I thought it would be fun. I know your face is just, <laughs> it I just thought gets it would be better. I thought better. it would be funny. And I was like, listen, I'm going to make a layout in my a Life Crafted album. That's the Citrus Twist four by eight albums. And I was like, I'm going to make a layout. I made the layout. I uh, edited the whole video. I gave him a 14 minute YouTube video. He sat at my desk. And did the voiceover. And that's actually up on my channel right now. Okay, um, we are going to add that to the show notes oh yeah. so people it's, can it's watch It's a riot. That. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay, so let's transition a little bit. And so obviously you have always been creative. What is the most meaningful handmade project that you've created? And do you still have it or did you give it away? So the most meaningful thing I've ever made. Uh, so... We talk about like me always being creative. I literally will try anything once. So when I was like 16, 17, I went through this like period where I decided I was going to be like a fiber artist and I was going to knit and crochet everything. And that lasted probably like five minutes because I do not have the one. I don't have the patience for knitting and crocheting Two, It's too exact of an art for me. And my art style is not exact. Like nothing I make. There are no straight lines in anything I make. Like my art style is not exact at all. Um, but I'll never forget the first thing I made was a scarf and I made it out of baby yarn. So it was super soft and it was this really pale pastel. And I have a younger sister. She's three years younger than me. And I gave her the scarf and I was so proud of it. And I had dropped a million stitches. So it wasn't a rectangle. It was this weird like oblong Aww. thing that went in and came back out. But I made it and I loved it so much. And um I went away to college when I was 18 and I remember coming back home and my sister still had that scarf Um, and she hand washed it and it was starting to fray and it was like a little discolored in some places, but she hand washed it every winter and she actually still has that scarf and I'm going to be 30, which means my sister's going to be 27 Mm -hmm. this year. And so that scarf is well over a decade old and she still has it. And I asked her why she keeps it. And she said, because her big sister made it for her. And it's just... Yeah. So every time I see that, it just it makes me smile so big. One that I like put so much love and energy in it and two that she kept it. Yes. Yeah. No, the value of handmade, especially in a world where most things are not. I, right. I, it's good that you value it as well as your sister. So that's really special. Cool. OK, so what is your go to crafting product right now? Because it is ever changing. Yeah, ever changing right now. What is it? So this is probably going to make a few people laugh and oh. it actually might not surprise a lot of people, but it's foam tape. Um, okay. Which is, it's such a basic supply, but foam tape is my like go-to just because I am a sucker for dimension. Um, I, the more height I can put on something, the better. I have actually stacked layers of foam tape. Oh, oh yeah. Enough, like, foam I, on top of foam. Yes, on, top. on top of foam. Yes. And then like, like a- I'll do a layer and then I'll add more foam and then put another layer. Um, yes. And my favorite foam tape right now is the scrapbook.com rolls. I actually oh, have yes. one right behind me. Um, yeah. So I love the one inch ones and like, I'll be doing YouTube videos and just like savagely cutting it up and hacking it to bits, but give me all of the foam tape and I have all the foam squares and I have foam circles like I have foam in every size and yes yes give it all of it all of it goes on the page I like to mention too because it it creates that 
it creates two things, in my opinion. One, it creates natural shadows and highlights that you don't need to add. And then the other one, it just, it begs the person to like pick it up and like mm-hmm. hold it and look at it. And I like, I like scrapbook pages or albums to be tactile and have people want to touch them. You know, that's what they're for. Cool. Um. Okay, so... When we talked earlier, we always do kind of like a pre-interview. I do want to spend a little time here. And I think this somewhat emerged when we talked earlier, but you have described, or the way that you self-described scrapbooking is it's radical act of self-love. Lots of people wouldn't describe it that way. That's a very unique take on it. I want to hear what you mean by that. What is that? So part of the reason why I describe scrapbooking that way is because my scrapbooking is story driven. Um, And I know that might not be for everyone. Like some people just like having the creative outlet. Like, you know, I can play with pretty paper and I can make something that's aesthetically pleasing. And that's, you know, whatever it is to you, that's great because it's keeping you making. And I think we all need a creative hobby, especially now more than ever. But I think we all need a creative outlet. But my scrapbooking is story driven. Um, And no one can tell the stories of my life the way I can. Like there are people who are living these moments like Joshua could probably write everything he wants to about me. And it wouldn't be the same way I would write about me. And it wouldn't be the same way we could probably document the same experiences and they would not be the same because no one can tell your story the way you can. So any moment that you take to stop and write down what life looks like for you right now that's self-love and that's self-care. And I honestly believe scrapbooking is self-care because we need that, one, we need the distance from our lives to process it. Like you can't really process things while you're in the middle of it. So you do need that distance from, especially now, you need that distance from the hard things or the good things that are happening to help you process it. But also too, the time you take to write it down, that's time you spent on you. Mm -hmm. It's not time you spent on anything else. It's not time you spent worrying about the dishes or worrying about the, you know, the kids or the pets. That's time you spent worrying about you and your own story. And any, I feel like any time you spend working on something that's just for you, even if you don't like, I know some people are like, I scrapbook for my kids and I scrapbook to leave the stories behind. But even if no one else reads what you wrote down, you did that for you. Mm-hmm. And anything you do for you is an act of self-care and self-love. And it's, it is radical because this is not something that people, I don't think that like what we do right now is something that would have happened a hundred years ago. Was there time? Was there, the, was there the energy? Was there even the thought process? Like I know people were writing autobiographies for years, but these little day-to-day stories that we're recording on the pages, that's just something so new and so wonderful. Mm-hmm. So th- that's why I look at it the way I do. Just It's just something that I've spent, like the time I spent investing in me just feels like a radical act of self-care. And then I get to make something pretty out of it. So like, yeah. it's a win-win situation. Yeah, I like that it's twofold for you. You said the, the physical act of it, the taking time is one. And then how you describe distance. I like how you described that. You said distance from your life. So it doesn't matter if the thing happened yesterday or a year ago. By stopping to document it, you describe that as creating some some distance, just some, some breathing room, some air right. to just reflect. That is exactly what it is. And I think we do need breathing room because life comes at you so fast. And there's always something going on. And If we don't, I feel like if we don't stop and reflect, we miss out on the small things. And I don't want to, like Heidi talks a lot about stopping the blur. I don't Mm want to miss out on the small things. And I need that distance from the small things. So I see them. 
So I write them down and I keep a little journal at my bedside and I write three things that I'm grateful for every day. And I'm constantly writing these stories down because I need that distance and I need that breathing room so I can reflect on them and so that I can honor them. Mm -hmm. And even if they don't end up on a scrapbook page, the fact that the words made it out onto something is good enough for me. Yeah. And no, no one would disagree that you do not have a stressful job. And that isn't what this is about, but you do. And people we're very thankful for uh, the nurses like you. You're, you, we know you're an operating room nurse. And, and that I love that you're pausing to that because that's going to make you more successful in your life, in your other job, that you pause and you take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Right. You're not getting that burnout. Right. Oh, it's so important, especially in my field. I mean, I, uh, I have, uh, you know, I have a pretty routine job. I have pretty routine hours, but burnout is so real. And when you're pouring so much of yourself into other people all day, like I need that time. That's me time. And scrapbooking is me time. And I am so fortunate that like, you know, my husband lets me have, I mean, let's is a relative term, but you know what I mean? That we've compromised and I have this space and I have me time that I can do this because then it helps me get back out to the rest of my life and do the hard things that I have to do every day. Yeah. And be present. Absolutely. Well, I, that's probably one of my favorite ways that someone has ever described what scrapbooking is to them. And I genuinely mean that. I I genuinely, I I really like that. I really like that. It's very thought provoking. So thank you for sharing that with with all of us. So a little fun question to kind of end it all. If you were a action figure doll, what would be your little accessory that the box comes with in your hand? Uh, Oh, well, it, have, it would have to be something rainbow because I say hi. I'm like every time I, so I have two ways that I introduce myself. I say, hi, I'm Tashiana and I'm a maximalist, which people love because I'm like, give okay. me all the things all the time. And I say, hi, I'm Tashiana and rainbow is my favorite color. Um, oh. So it would probably be a distress oxide paint, um, like a little distress oxide uh, stamp pad little- because those are my favorite things of my entire life like literally my favorite things of life and if I could probably carry a little tin that I had a array of them in so I could have a rainbow distress oxide tin I would be living I oh uh, that's the bonus it's like a tin maybe that the arm is hugging the tin and then the distress oxides are just lined up in there to create a rainbow also maybe the doll has a rainbow like is it on the clothing well, I have um, uh, a pair of rainbow earrings that I wear Ooh. as much as possible. I, I wish I had them on right now so you can see them. But they're they're about four inches long and they have a little cloud at the end of them. And then they have a rainbow and they're all made of and it's beaded. And I wear them as much as possible. So that's probably the other accessories, my rainbow earrings, because anytime I can carry a rainbow with me, I am thriving. I love color. Um, and so if I can take color with me every day, I, I talk a lot about bringing color from the outside in. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I can bring color with me, it just, it makes me smile. And I find that anytime I have that, like my energy is just better, which is why I wear my rainbow earrings as much as possible. I can clearly see this action figure doll. I can clearly see her. Thank you for describing her so well. And maybe you could stamp a photo of the rainbow earrings. We can add it to the show notes. I will. Awesome. Well, we have super duper loved this rainbowy time with Tashiana. And I know that there's many of you out there that would love to um, get to know you a little bit more and follow you, be inspired by your work. So we will add all the ways that you can find Tashiana in the show notes at scrapbook.com forward slash podcast. You can also find a list of the topics we discussed today. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It has been an absolute delight. 
Well, we hope you had just as much fun listening to this episode as we did recording it. Thank you so much to Tashiana for being with us today. You can also shop scrapbook.com where you can find over 40,000 unique items. And remember, we're the number one online store for paper crafters. When you shop at scrapbook.com, you'll enjoy award-winning customer service, great prices, a huge selection of products, and super fast shipping, even all the way to New York where she lives. You'll also benefit from nearly 200,000 real product reviews from crafters just like you. You'll find endless inspiration and meaningful connection in the scrapbook.com forums and galleries. And remember to take some free online classes too. Be sure to subscribe to the Life Handmade podcast in your favorite app and enjoy our other episodes there as well. And please, lastly, please consider leaving a review. It really does help other podcast listeners find this podcast. Happiness is Life Handmade. I drive doodles of eccentric faces in the margin spaces of a